Hey guys, welcome back to Clocking In. I am excited for today's episode because I am kind of giving you a recap on the very first episode that I released in 2022. So earlier this year, it was all about how I was making my business work for my life this year. I'm all about setting goals and achieving them, but one thing I knew that I wanted to do differently this year was find a really solid work-life balance for me, which meant choosing personal experiences over working experiences while still maintaining the revenue goals I set for myself, growing my business, and serving my clients well. Since the beginning of the year, I've implemented a few considerations and rules, I guess you could call them, to help maintain that priority of work-life balance through quarter one of 2022. And in today's episode, I want to share those and how they impacted the first quarter of this year. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Before we dive too far into today's episode, I do want to take a moment to just thank you for listening. I know that there are a ton of podcasts out there that you could listen to, and the fact that you are choosing to listen to mine means the world to me. If you are enjoying this weekly content that I'm putting out there, will you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review? These ratings and reviews help potential listeners find the value of the content I'm putting out there, and I would just really appreciate it. Now, I know so many people out there don't believe in this phrase, work-life balance. They'll call it something else because balance doesn't always mean an equal distribution of time. But today, I will be referring to this concept of work-life balance because I believe in finding a balance that works for you. So the very first thing that I had to do in my business this year was shift my mindset. I had to get it out of my head that because I was full-time in my business, I had to answer every email immediately, jump to the hustle mode anytime something happened, and that it was possible to turn off your business brain. I think I struggle with this even in my corporate roles in working overtime without compensation, answering emails at night, and brainstorming ideas over the weekend. This isn't just a problem that entrepreneurs have but it did heighten when all the responsibilities of my business fell on me. So I did shift this mindset at the beginning of the year. I decided that my end of work days meant my work brain would turn off. I didn't have to respond to inquiries at the dinner table or while I was watching a movie or even drop everything when someone reached out to me while I was in the middle of working on a project. My business is still operational when I'm not business Haley 24-7. I can be business Haley for up to 40 hours a week and then personal Haley the rest of the time. Along with that mindset came the second consideration I created for myself, which was reclaiming my time. Now, this one was hard because it opened up a lot of doors and made me realize that there were a lot of mistakes that I was making in my own business that set my clients up for failure. Not only that, it also set me up for failure. So one of the biggest rules that I had to put in place was deadlines for clients because in the past, I never really required them. If you got me your podcast the day before it went live, I was busting my butt to get it out. This 
isn't a big deal when it's just one podcast. But if it's three to four that come in the day before, I'll be up all night working on them. And this was not my client's fault. It was 100% mine. I didn't set expectations. I made them believe that it was no big deal because with one podcast, it is no big deal. But I ended up pushing due dates for my clients to a week before they go live. I'll follow up the morning of the due date if I don't have them. And I implemented late fees as needed. Thankfully, I've not had to use them, but they're there if I ever need to. And because of this new rule, I did allow myself to consistently free up my Fridays. And this was something I did before I had so many clients in my business, but my Fridays are now consistently available because of this new rule. I'm not pushing everything to the end of the week because of delays or last minute episodes. It's totally freed up my Fridays and my clients have been so considerate of this new rule and even worked batching into their own schedules, which is something I'll get into. But these Fridays, I try to make them either a personal day or sometimes I will allow myself to work on my business on these days. In addition to taking Fridays off, I reclaim my time by reserving two days a week for calls. And this is Mondays and Thursdays. And there are always exceptions here and there. I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but having these two days dedicated to phone calls allows me to know when I need to get my hair and makeup ready for a video chat, and it just allows me to not have to interrupt my flow of every day with phone calls while I'm doing other things. Because on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I've reserved those days for editing. And if I don't finish all my client work on those two days, I will finish the rest of it on like Thursday mornings. Now, this means that if I have a light load on Mondays, I get a little more personal time. Whether that means a grocery run or meal prepping or just a slow start to my week, I can allow for that. So it's another way for me to reclaim my time. Now, this system is not perfect yet. I'm definitely still getting it there and allowing for my own growth and missteps and wins during this process. But reclaiming that time, setting my own schedules. And I mean, when I say setting my own schedules, I'm still at work by 8 a.m. every single day. There are days like Mondays where maybe I don't open my laptop until 10 or I open it for 15 minutes in the morning just to check emails and then I go to the grocery store and pick up my groceries or I meal prep for two hours or whatever it is. I'm reclaiming that time as mine when I have the availability to. Now, another thing that I did was setting boundaries with potential clients and clients. And I already mentioned the due date thing, but I also set boundaries with other parts of my business. I deleted Slack off my phone. I moved 85% of my communication to email. I started getting stricter about payment due dates and so much more. And all of my emails that go out to potential clients outline a lot of rules that I never really communicated in the past. So like expiration of proposals, if you don't sign it within a certain amount of time, you lose that spot. If you don't pay it, you're not booked and you're not confirmed. So all of these little things to set those boundaries has helped create that better work-life balance because I'm not having to continuously follow up when I get a new inquiry from someone and it's on a date where I already have a proposal out. I can just expire that proposal if they haven't signed it and send it on out to the new person. Now, these are very small things, but they are things that business owners should do in general. The way that I was operating last year wasn't too far off from this, but just these few slight tweaks did allow for me to ease my mind after I shut my brain down for the day 
or not feel guilty when I expire a proposal, all of those things that I shouldn't feel guilty about. I just really don't now. <laughs> so the fourth consideration that I implemented into my business was finding a way to work batching and repurposing into my content strategy. Creating content is so time consuming. It can take up so much of your time if you let it. But two things that have really helped me are this batching and repurposing concept. I'm definitely not the master of either of these things yet. I know I've mentioned it, but I still struggle with sticking to my own batching schedules, but I have found so many benefits when I actually do it. So each week I am pushing out a podcast episode on Tuesdays, a blog post on Thursdays, a newsletter, another day of the week. We're kind of testing this right now and social media content on Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and sometimes I'll push to Facebook, but not too often. It's not a big part of my marketing strategy right now. So I did make some major changes at the start of Q1. I started planning out my podcast and blog content topics for the quarter. Then I go in on a monthly basis and finalize it. Now, 52 episodes and 52 blog posts a year is a ton of content. Plus add in daily posting on Instagram. So I have help, but we'll get to that in a minute. For my episodes, I did start repurposing different things for them. So for example, I created a condensed version of educational talks that I've offered. I've expanded on blog posts that either I've written or my copywriter has written. And I've also found ways to revisit old episodes that I had already released with new and updated information. Then on social media, I tried posting every weekday on Instagram. And for the month of February and the month of March, I ended up planning all of that content a full month ahead of time. So I had a whole month of content scheduled and ready to post before the month even started. This was one thing that I don't know that I will continue to do. I think I will continue to batch drafts of content, but not necessarily push out a static post every single day. And that is because... I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to see. And it's primarily because I wasn't posting reels. I went through a phase last year where I posted a reel a day for like three weeks or something like that. And I loved creating reels. But for Q1, I just decided it wasn't really part of my content strategy. I am changing this for Q2. So I am gonna start creating reels again because I do think it's the only way to reach your audience right now on social media. But with that being said, I'll also be taking batching more seriously this quarter. So I will be batching reels. I will be batching my podcast better. And that's primarily because I want to have the flexibility in my business that allows me to do that. But I also want my team to have that. So my podcast editor and my copywriter, I want them to also feel that flexibility of they already have their assignments ahead of time. So if they want to work early, they can, or if they want to work late, whatever's happening in their life or in my life is not going to hinder something releasing. And I see this a lot with podcast clients. I've seen it with myself and I talked about it a couple of episodes ago, but anything can happen. Anything can pop up at the last minute. And if you don't have that content prepared, it's not going to go out. So I want to get my whole business, my whole team on that schedule so that if anything happens to them, to me, or they just want to take time off, it's not going to be a hindrance to my business because I don't want them to feel the guilt that I have felt in my own business and having to get content out. 
So batching is definitely something I am taking way more seriously in Q2, especially with all of the fun things I have planned. Now, Another thing I did in my business to help with the amount of content I was producing was outsourcing. So this is the fifth thing that I did to find that better work-life balance. And you know, I mentioned my copywriter, my podcast editor, my marketing coordinator. I did a whole episode on this podcast in episode 47. So I highly encourage you to check it out. But 50% of my content and content marketing is handled by team members. And a growing percentage of my clients are being supported by my associate editor. I don't edit my own show and I don't write most of my blog posts, but I am batching and planning ahead of time for all of them. I'm just the one that's struggling on the batching side of things right now, but even some of my sales pages and landing pages are being handled by someone else because in this stage of my business, I'm focused on providing one, a great service for my clients that I currently have, and two, focusing on big picture projects in my business. So if this is a program or a shop, all of the things that are going to grow my business are what I'm focused on and then executing those things. So like the marketing side of things, I am outsourcing a lot of it. So speaking of which, that brings me to my sixth and final way to creating a better work-life balance in 2022. And that was saying no to things that didn't move the needle forward in my business. Now, I don't know about you, but I get shiny object syndrome so easily. And I'm not a huge fan of that phrase because I feel like it's super overused in our industry, but it's real. Like I hear what someone else is doing in their business or how they're going to go viral on TikTok or this program they're creating or even testing out new ad strategies and I want to jump on it. So in Q1, I set four big goals. One was to add a new shop product. Two was to grow my team. And three was to land two new clients. And then four was to start work on the concepting phase of a new program, which details are coming soon. But I was able to add a shop product, my podcast rejection email templates. And I had two other products that I started to work on, but I got about halfway through them and realized it wasn't part of what my goals were for the quarter. So I did put those on hold and move them to Q2. And then with my team, I hired two new team members at the end of last year to start in January. Both of those team members have grown on my team. So I have given a few more responsibilities, expanded my budget a little bit. And my goal for Q2 is not to add more team members, but to add more responsibilities to those existing team members. I would love to grow those roles, but in order to do that, I have to land more clients. So I was able to land the two new clients that I wanted, but I have with the expansion of my team, we do have more room for additional clients. So if you are looking to outsource your podcast production in 2022, we do have a couple of slots available for this upcoming quarter. And we would love to talk to you about what that looks like. So make sure you head over to gaffincreative.com to inquire about working with us. And we'll jump on a call and see if we're a good fit. And the other thing was to start working on the concepting phase. So the concepting phase of a new program that I am working on has started. I am primarily going to be working on this project in Q2. Uh, so I've already started on it, but it is a very big project. And it's probably one of the biggest undertakings I've done because I am planning a full launch, all of the things. Now, I don't want to share too much because things happen and it may not come out as soon as I want it to, but 
I did want to highlight that there are big goals in my business that I have to focus on. And if I'm saying yes to too many things, I'm not able to focus on those goals. So I did say no to a lot of things. I had a few goals that I came up with during Q1, but I decided to add them to Q2. And when it came down to it, if a cool idea didn't support my Q1 goals, I just said no, put it on the back burner list and didn't look at it until planning for Q2. Now, I know that if I went for every single idea that came to me during Q1, I'd either be working all the time, which interferes with that work-life balance, or I wouldn't accomplish the original goals I set for myself. And one thing I found so valuable about this is that now that we're into Q2, I'm able to look at that list with a fresh perspective to determine if it can become a Q2 goal or if it was just a phase or just the allure of that shiny object syndrome. So as we kick off Q2, I am excited to continue with these boundaries, these rules, and these considerations to helping me create a better work-life balance. I'm even planning my own style of a two-week sabbatical this quarter. And this is a hybrid of like a personal vacation and a working retreat with my mastermind. But if you're curious about how I end up planning this and how it goes and you want me to share about it on the podcast, let me know and I will work it into the content. I'd love to know how you're creating a better work-life balance as well for yourself this year, whether you're in a corporate position, you're building your own business, or you're trying to find balance in any other parts of your life because there are so many other things we have to find balance in or work into our routines. And I'm even considering talking about those in upcoming episodes because I enjoy hearing that from other people, but let me know if there's anything that you're working on, come connect with me over on Instagram at Haley Gaffin. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E-G-A-F-F-I-N. And I will see you next week for another episode of Clocking In. This has been another episode of the Clocking In podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcasts app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out.